Welcome, friends, to Tanked Up, the podcast all about beer and video games. I'm one of your hosts, Ben. It's episode two, no, 320. That was going to be 230, but we're well past that. 320. <laughs> I'm here with Adol. Hey. And we are joined this evening by Kimberly Owen. Hey, Kim, how you doing? Good. Already half a beer in those sauce. <laughs> perfect, perfect. As it should be. Um... It's Star Wars Day on the day of recording, so we're going to be getting into a little bit of Star Wars chat. But first, the beers that we're drinking. Uh, um, Kimberly. Okay, what I'm already hot. Yeah, I was getting in there. I was getting in there before you then. I was That's so excited fine. to talk about it. <laughs> um, so I am drinking. It's by um, a brewery called Mirakai, and it's called Brave Noise. This my face is actually on there, but I don't know whether you can see it. But this is my face. It's nice. when I had bare hair though. <laughs> but it's um, it's part of a project called Brave Noise, and it is um, towards um, creating a safe and discrimination free craft brewing industry. And I helped brew this beer. So, and if you want to go and get it, you can get it and support because all the proceeds go to charity. So I need to do that little plug for them. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, it is. It is a, a neat so a new england pale ale so if that's your start then it's five percent so a nice percentage to start the evening with i think brilliant nice nice and light to begin with <laughs> perfect is that the one that you've already cracked open the one that you'll have yeah. into yeah yeah, yeah. brilliant Evident. Cool. ah nice nice let's get our beers open then and we'll jump into talking about them what are you drinking uh, I've got a collaboration between Siren and Clapton Craft. Uh, it is a called Whatever the Weather. It's a hazy pale ale. A crushable pale ale made with our friends at Clapton Craft. We selected some of our favorite hops, Mosaic, Idaho 7, and El Dorado, which help lift this bear with outrageous tropical aromas, sticky pine, and juicy dank flavors. A soft profile means it drinks with ease and a hint of bitterness keeps you going back for more. And it's a nice light 4.5%. Nice. I also like to start. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go light as well um, to go with, but it's a new brewery for me mm. uh, called Baron Baron Brewing. Um, and it's a beer called Hot Hands. Yeah, some very on fire fucking hands. Um, <laughs> Hot Hands is a juicy, easy pale at five point two percent, smooth and fruity, hot with Talus and Amarillo BBC, both kicking out lots of orange, tangerine aroma. Can straight from the tank. No fining, no filtration, and no pasteurization. Ooh, I like this. Nerdy bits. All <laughs> hot side hops were added at flame out. An underpitched yeast rate was used to accentuate ester production with a small talus charge during active fermentation. I like I like that they're getting a little bit more like techy. My lights are too bright. I like they're getting a little bit more techy on what they're actually putting on the uh, flavour tax. That's nice. Yeah, it's like circling back to the before, like years and years ago where you'd have the gravities and whatnot on there. Mm. And then that just sort of stopped about four or five years ago in favor of more art, which I'm not against. But yeah, it's nice to, to have some sort of, hey, this isn't just some random beer off the shelf. Yes. Yeah. Completely. Heaven forbid. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll pour all of these. Um, we'll circle back to you, Kimberly. Um, so let's know about the beer, um, but also maybe whilst you're talking about there, why why are you brewing a beer? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, well, I've done I've done two in the last 
I think it's like six to eight weeks, really. Nice. So um, international, right. women, international Women's Day, um, normally what happens is um, there's, there's something called International Women's Collaboration Brew Day. Yeah. And they different breweries will kind of open up, I guess, their brewery and invite um, women into the brewery to, to brew a beer. And they could be from different collectives or they could just be beer fans from that particular area. Mm-hmm. So um, I was invited to do one because I'm in something called Brum Beer Babs. <laughs> which is really cool so it's um a bunch of ladies that meet for beer and you know geek out about it basically and um we went to brew at a brewery called um burning soul and the beer is a brum a brum beer babs like ipa um but it's really cool that it's got like um it looks like a kind of transformer robot on the front so that one's pretty nice. cool as well <laughs> nice. so i got to try that one two weeks ago and then this one was the one that i um brewed before um with another group of like amazing people and then ollie and emma also from mirakai as well and um yeah so it's it's very nice it's very um it's got the hops mosaic sabro which is my favorite hop idaho seven and all the proceeds go towards um an initiative to um create wellness officers basically at festivals and events just to make them safer spaces nice yeah nice so I'll drink to that. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Is that specifically uh, like beer festivals, or is that kind of as many festivals as can be covered? Yeah, I think I think festivals and events. Um, so it's created by um, it's Pip that runs Coven Brewsters, and she's created like a wellness officers initiative. Um, so it's it's a new thing, and I think just because. I guess you know a lot. A lot of people, you know, like me, get get a lot of harassment at beer festivals, and sometimes you don't feel safe. Especially, yeah. you know, I I do I do attend them on my own because it's you know the industry I'm in, and um, you know there's obviously been a lot going on in terms of like the craft beer Me Too movement, and mm-hmm. um, I think this initiative was just born out of she was working at lots of festivals and was like, actually, I feel like this would be something that we need and someone that can provide um almost like a safe place and someone to talk to and kind of help you if you feel like you're in a tricky situation at these big events um but it would be really good even if it wasn't just beer festivals and it was big music festivals and things like that eventually so i think it's a really cool initiative yeah nice Nice. hopefully something that can only just grow bigger and bigger um and spread throughout the world definitely perfect Perfect. uh how is the beer is it is it beer you had before yeah, yeah, I've already had it. I had it on draft, which was great because I, I um I was really ill and I knew that it was going to go on in um a bar called Kilda in Birmingham. So I was like, I have to have it on draft because it was a beer I helped brew. <laughs> so I was very lucky to get it on draft. So I, ha- I did have a couple of pints that day. I'm not going to lie. Um, and then yeah, I've had it in can a couple of times before mm-hmm. this. So I, I bought like a whole case of twenty four so that I could give them to different people. Nice. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect, perfect. How is it? Yeah, really good. Um, I think it's a really nice one to kind of start with. It's easy going, you know. Mm-hmm. I could I could do a nice session on these, I'm not gonna lie, while I'm gaming. But normally I would I would probably gravitate to if I'm playing a game that I'm really, really you know, I know I'm not gonna get up a lot because I'm properly immersed <laughs> in it. I would definitely go for a strong imperial stout. <laughs> um yeah, so that um I guess I'm sipping it and I don't have to keep getting up and, you know, refreshing. Nice, (laughs) nice. Perfect. Um, We'll roll around then to you, Adol. On a a light beer as well. Yeah, 4.5%, easy sessionable. It's a lovely, hazy, sort of goldy straw colour. It's 
a bit more orange in person because I've got, for weird tech reasons, I've just got this weird yellow wash uh, today on the camera. But um, so it's a bit more orangey. Um, the nose is very tropical. Think sticky mango with mm. like a hint Ooh. of, of um, hint of sort of piney in the back. It's really nice and sweet. It's 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 like giving a smell. I almost immediately wanted to sip, which was impossible because my nose was in the glass and not my lips against it. It's that like really juicy sort of tropical nose. Nice. Hmm. Amazing. So that tropical um is just sits coats your mouth. Um. It finishes a bit sweet, and obviously because it's four point five percent, it's quite it's quite wet, right? It doesn't have that viscosity from a higher um, ABV beer, but it does have this piney dank back end that really helps balance that sort of, like I said, sticky mango. Like it's almost sickly sweet tropical, but because mm. it's balanced with that piney back end, that lingering bitterness, um, yeah, it just it balances really well. I'm almost getting um a drying out from that bitterness and it, it's like a very faint aspartame like drying out but like really mm. mostly just kind of dry slightly dank but the finish sort of the dank fades with the sweet and you're just left with this ah my mouth is not like physically dry but it feels like it's dried out kind of like having a swig of um diet coke is that the aspartame one whatever the yeah again subtly aspartame i wouldn't say it's like oh wow this tastes like aspartame so i wouldn't say okay. a knock against it just a way of sort of describing that that dried out but uh i don't know how long this will last because it's so light uh but really heavy on that tropical flavor i just kind of want more yeah just constantly going back to it like thank you thank you thank yeah. you yeah and it's gone like e even after a couple sips the um the finish is qu quite short mm. Okay. In that, in that, the stronger flavors disappear, and like I said, you're left with this sort of slightly light, kind of dried out aspartame feel, which you kind of want to cover with those ju that juicy, more tropical, and then piney balanced taste. So it kind of has a long finish, but it's not the part of the beer that I'm enjoying. So I just want to go go back for more. So <laughs> hopefully, I don't smash through this too quickly. Yeah, we'll see. It's okay. <laughs> It's always okay. It's okay for everybody. Drink as fast as you need. Um, so this Baron, this Baron has an incredibly light nose. So much so that uh, before I uh, um, drank it, I was just um, drawing with a pencil. And I'm getting more of that lead, pencil -y smell from where I've been holding it for, I don't know, a minute uh, before opening it than I am actually getting from the beer. So it's incredibly light, but it's just, just oh, wow. a tiny, tiny hint of, I don't know, tiny hint of something in there that you can just get, but it's just being washed out by this pencil. So, Have you tried holding it with your other hand? Pencil. Um, <laughs> it's, so it's a little bit carbonated. Um, it, it poured with a little bit of a bigger head, uh, slightly hazy, a uh, little sort of straw colored. You can see that that head on there. It's quite frothy, but laces a tiny little bit. Nah, just nothing on that nose. And and in the flavour. It is quite light. So mm. it's it's light in the initial hit. It's trying to give me maybe a little bit of orange. Maybe, mm. maybe reach I'm reaching a little bit, maybe for some pineapple. 
in there as well. But it's not those bigger tropical fruits. It's much, much lighter than that. And then it kind of leans into that much more like zesty end of things. So it's kind of like, here's some orange, here's a little bit of citrus, now be hit with a bunch of zest from these kind of citrus fruits. And it comes off as a little bit maybe acrid, not too much, mm. but just a tiny hint in there as well. And I like it. It's like incredibly light and incredibly refreshing, even though it's not giving me very much. Like it's been a you know a reasonably good day here in Bristol today. It's been pretty warm. Um, and as, if this had been my first beer of today, it would have absolutely you know that I'd had maybe a, around kind of five o'clock, five thirty or something like that. It would have nailed it. Absolutely, a little bit hot, a uh, little bit bothered. Mm-hmm. Gone, let's get a beer straight from the fridge, and this would have gone. Yep, perfect. But having had a couple of heavier IPAs now, doesn't quite lift enough mm. off of the back of those to kind of be like, yes, this is what I want right now. But that's not to say it's not tasty. It's just, as I say, very, very light. Um, what was the ABV again? Uh, 5.2. Oh, wow. All right, it's the heaviest of all three. We're all going quite light. Mm-hmm. We have all gone quite light. Um, it would be, I, I want to drink both of your beers now, just to see whether that, you know, that light percentage and what other people mm. do with it. Um, because, you mm. know, for those of you who listen regularly, you'll know we like a big beer. And we're generally drinking six percent plus most of the time on the beers that we are that we're drinking on the episodes. So, yeah, yes. I mean, I'm not. It's not going anywhere except down my throat. So, can't be that bad. Let's drink these. Let's enjoy these beers, and we Ooh. will jump into the episode. So, uh, Kimberly, thank you very much for joining us this week. Thank you for coming on. Um, no worries. You recently went on um, Tom Mayer's podcast, one of our previous oh, yes. guests, um, and chatted uh, with him about uh, on his podcast where he, he delves into three beers and three games. Uh, um, yeah. Either you've been playing now or drinking now or, you know, through your past. And if you haven't listened to it, listener, you should go and listen to it. Uh, called, What's it called, uh, Ben? Uh, called, yes, Game Over Beer. <laughs> Um, so uh, we thought another person who loves games and beers perfect let's get her on and chat to her and expand our circle of friends so uh, um, Kimberly give us a little bit of a of a rundown about what you do kind of in the in the beer world because uh, um, you're kind of you know big on Instagram Um, what do I do? Um, I, I guess you could call me, I guess I'm a, I write about a beer. Um, I, I'm a content creator. Mm-hmm. Um, I am on, you know, I, I love talking about beer, food, drink. Um, my day job is actually in food and drink. And, um, I think, you know, kind of where my passion for beer came from a, a long time ago, it's probably about 13 years ago. Now I started working for Marston's and, okay. um, Marston's own a number of breweries and, um, I think the reason I got the job was because, you know, it, their main brewery was set in good old Wolverhampton, mm. Banks's. <laughs> so I think my accent helped um, a lot, which was one of the things um, I think my uni tutor teacher would have been like, you're never going to get a job in 
marketing or PR with that accent, shame, shame. (laughs) (laughs) So my accent was actually like, you know, one of the main reasons. And my dad was very happy because I guess I grew up in a house where he was always drinking Banksy smiled. So um, I think that was my first kind of, you know, foray into something that wasn't like, I guess, a, a commercial lager. Um, so yeah, I was probably weaned on Banks is my old. Um, so yeah, I worked for Marston's for around six years. Um, so in that time I got to go to lots of beer festivals, do lots of beer events. Um, I used to actually run around, um, with the man that used to dress as the hobgoblin and go to festivals and (laughs) things like bloodstock. And I remember taking him to the houses of parliament once in his prosthetics. That was a, that was a, yeah, that was a weird day at work. (laughs) And then yeah, I guess when I was doing it, I was like, you know what, I could just kind of want to write about this more, learn more about mm-hmm. it, because I was writing, you know, writing about it in a work sense. And I was like, you know, why don't I just kind of take the next step and do some content about it? And I think, you know, I've, I've probably been in like beer in varying degrees for, you know, it's got to be about 15, 16 years, because um, before that I did a little bit for Bavaria Lager as well. But I think Marston's was my mainstay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I started doing content on Instagram, kind of thought, I'll just do it because I enjoy it, see what happens. And then, yeah, I guess I guess this is where we are. And I do a lot of content on TikTok. And um, I, I do – I like to find out about the stories behind the beer. Obviously, I love the beer and I love drinking the beer and I love the taste of the beer and I love matching it with food and I love all of that stuff because I'm a bit of like ratatouille in the kitchen. So I like the makeup of the beer and all of the different elements and things match together and I guess the science behind it. But I think what I enjoy as well is – you know, I like the beer to have, I like to know who's made it. I like mm. to know where it's come from. I like to know the passion behind it and even just things like, I know you talked about the art, but who created the artwork? Um, it's their baby, you know, some of these people, it, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's their baby. And I think I use my Instagram to, I, I guess, during the pandemic, I tried to do Instagram lives to almost make me feel like I was getting ready for the pub and I was yeah. going to meet someone for a drink. And I knew that other people were probably in the same situation where they were like, oh, God, I've got nowhere to go. And they might be living on their own. And I just thought, well, if anyone tunes in, that will be cool. And then I got like 500 to, you know, about 600 people on one of them. And I was just like, oh, my God, what is happening? (laughs) So I just kept doing them, really. So I'd I'd get people in that liked beer, were probably not in the industry. So they might have been a food blogger or even in fashion or I once got the dog father on there that's got a show on Channel 5 because <laughs> he was into beer and he likes nice. beer. So it would be people not necessarily in the industry. And then I think hmm. it just spawned into, I'll get people from my local beer scene or I'll interview breweries and find out um, who the people are behind the beer. So I think it really got me to kind of know more, more people in the industry. And then um, I think, you know, I was doing all that nice content and then I just, there's a lot happening in beer and, hmm you know, the Me Too movement and people being more vocal about the stories and the experiences they've had in not just beer, but hospitality. So I wanted to use my platform really to, yeah, have an opinion about it and, um, you know, push, not push other people, but kind of make other people know that some of those behaviours aren't acceptable Mm -hmm. and also for people that probably don't, you know, they don't necessarily want their story heard, but they want the industry to change. So I think that's where things like Brave Noise have come in. Yeah. And, you know, I am really trying hard now to, I guess, look at the beer, but then also look at actually what does that brewery do? Does it do things like have a code of conduct? Is it mm-hmm. inclusive? Is it welcoming? 
um and you know just want to make make push the industry to be better because you know it is a it is a male dominated industry like some of the other industries i've worked in like construction and law <laughs> so um i kind of wanted to yeah be part be part of the movement really for change and almost you know i think as well you, you get a lot of stick especially being a woman writing about beer and it's a bit territorial so um yeah just wanted to push the envelope a bit really and have fun but also show that you know beer can have meaning and you mm. can drive change and yeah so hopefully we, we're going in the right direction yeah absolutely i think it's one of the um one of the reasons i stopped using instagram a little bit because there were all of these um excellent accounts out there trying to say hey all of this stuff is kind of going on and we uh, uh when all of that kind of kicked off, we shared a lot of stuff and amplified as much as we could kind of thing. And then I got to a point where I'm like, why am I just sharing a picture of my beer? There's all of this much more important stuff going on, all of these important voices that people should be looking at. And you get to my post and that's taking you away from all of this other stuff that you should be looking at. And it's things that, again, that, that you know we try to, to call out a little bit more on the podcast and things as well. Because there's so many crossovers in the games industry in that sort of space. Yeah. Um, and that, that's probably going to come up in our Star Wars uh, games chat a little bit later. Maybe. Um, you know, people will realise when we talk about that what I'm talking about. Um, but, uh, yeah, brilliant. That's, that's It's kind of exactly like what I would be looking for from a content creator being like hey here's a bunch of fun stuff here's a load of things that i'm really interested in bam i'm gonna punch you right in the face with all of this <laughs> absolutely hard uh information and stuff that you really should be thinking about so yeah that's that's amazing yeah i i, I just um i don't think you you know i do get a lot of stick for it and you know my mm. dms are filled oh, with God. people that say i used i used to like it when you just did fun content um this was mm. around when the height of everything was going on or you right. know why do you have to keep talking about this stuff and it's like because if we don't get attention to it it's not gonna change and you know i don't i don't want to mention the company that i should have mentioned but we'll just call them bd but you I know mean, that, going on fine. for a while people might understand <laughs> people people might think something else with bd we should be we don't want to oh, yeah. so, okay let's have brew dog then that's fine i know people don't well, i was, I was gonna make a joke about let's just call them b dog no no wait no brew d that might be less <laughs> clear but you just went for it. yeah i mean we, we call them out on stuff all the time on this podcast so feel free to we're 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 right. small time enough and don't care to step on toes so fuck I mean, yourself even fuck if Brewdog. even if we were big time fuck brew dog yeah. yeah. you know it doesn't, it doesn't matter. What, what the fuck oh i just mean we have yet to experience girls, the... you know what's the fucking yeah. you know it starts off bad a few years ago and then it just gets worse and worse and worse doesn't it with them uh, yeah um, the, the brew dog trolls are the worst they they come in they come in droves at once and yeah, there was one point where I was made. Um, I actually became a forum subject. That was um, that that was a, that was a mean feat. They made me a forum subject, and yeah, that was that was a day and a half. <laughs> it's not again. It's it's the same in like the game space. How how do people attach themselves so much, and their identity is so entwined with? a company which gives zero shits about them. I, I must Why? defend them because my whole identity is being a fan of something and spending money at a corporation. 
Anyway, anyone who's in Kimberly's right. DMs giving a shit, yeah. fuck you. Um, let's let's <laughs> yeah, let's get back to some uh, uh, um, maybe some gaming chat, perhaps. Um, uh, Kimberly, what have you been uh, playing recently? I wish I'd have been playing more this week, but work has been crazy. Um, so I did buy Lego Star Wars about um, about ten days ago. So I did get to play it for one day. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm not into it enough. I probably only did like a three hour session, the first session. So okay. I'm just, I'm hoping by this weekend, my schedule will be clear so I can get back in there and dedicate some real time to it. Um, besides that, um, yeah, I was all about Fallen Order before that. Mm. Ah, <laughs> Definitely Fallen Order. And, and yeah, and then I went, I went back to, I'd had Fallen Order for ages, um, but couldn't still stop pay- playing Battlefront 2 because I was just obsessed with playing Capital Supremacy. I think after a hard day at work, I'd just get home and be like, I can just do a bam, bam, 20 minutes Capital Supremacy and just, you know, shoot some shit, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would just do, I'd do that quite a lot or I'd play, you know, Red Dead was the other kind of, mm. I guess, in-depth hole, hole I was in for a while. Um that just went on for ages and I, you know, spent nights just catching fish or just uh, doing fishing. random stuff. It took me three hours and I was like, why am I doing this? What's going on? You could yeah. be outside Go catching on. fish, but you're inside catching fish in Red Dead 2. And I, yeah, I, I got caught in exactly the same, you know, trouble. I got no idea how to catch fish. This game, it's very easy how to yeah. catch fish in this game. It's I very mean- relaxing, absolutely. I have no urge to learn how to do that, but if there's fishing in a game, I will probably spend two... I I spent over an hour fishing in Hades, like an entire session of playing Hades, once Mm. I found out you could fish in it. Just, like, getting to... to Doing a run just to find spots to fish at, to be like, what's this like? In the middle of this frenetic, freaking roguelike game. It's like, oh, but wait, what if I stopped and fished? (laughs) I don't know what it is about fishing in a game, but it's... It just works. In a way... Yeah, I think sometimes it's track though it's the backtrack that they're playing in red dead when you fish and it's like it's strangely like i feel like it puts you in a trance and it's got like some subliminal messaging about it <laughs> well, they Probably, make this yeah. giant open world and they're like just fish mate don't worry about it it's fine don't have to experience <laughs> this story or any of these things we know some of you just fish forever it's okay i mean the, the fishing in games is so prolific these days what was that game that you played at all I was about to say, if you like fishing and games, play Moonglow Bay, Mm. which is still on Games Pass, so you can play it for for free, or Games Pass subscription, which is an indie developer, and it's set. You're an elderly person whose partner disappeared in a storm in a small eastern Canadian town, and you are trying to get the town back because everything's gone to shit, and you are going to single-handedly fix the town up and the first big mission you do is scaring off the big whale that has prevented anyone from fishing in a boat and it's great and it's a lovely like retro ish sort of voxel slash 16-bit aesthetic and it's great because you could follow the plot or you could just fish and there's like (laughs) cooking and fishing and you could buy vending machines all all throughout town and you can if you want to make money you learn how to do the fish the cooking mini games to stock the vending machines to sell things to make more money or you could just put your raw fish catch in there and it'll still sell and because it's not like a min maxing game it's okay if you make less money because you don't like the cooking it's fine the game will still happen it's great moonglow bay nice nice um uh, uh kimberly with your rundown of games 
Um, there was a, a plethora of Star Wars uh, games. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of <laughs> your? Is that your main draw towards kind of the games um, that you're playing? No, I think I just yeah, I think because I, I just got so obsessed with Battlefront Two, it wasn't like on purpose. I just yeah, really got into it, and then they kept releasing new releases, and then I was just into it all the time, and then mm. I just got a bit addicted to it really. <laughs> um, I was playing um, LA Noir for a while because I quite like oh, yeah. the old school vintage vibe and the crack in the cases and that kind of stuff. So I do like games like that as well. But I genuinely like, yeah, I, I like something that I can have. Um, I think Red Dead sometimes is quite hard for me to play because I'd have to dedicate a lot of time to yeah, it. And because yeah. I do lots of stuff outside of work, it's hard for me to cram in a lot of gaming sessions. So sometimes I need games where... I can have quick and dirty gaming sessions, really, and some days I'm not going to have an hour that I can dedicate to playing yeah. dominoes and fishing. <laughs> <laughs> you just need something for 20 minutes just to get you through, just to give you that little hit. Yeah. That, super, when, when, that Battlefront 2 supremacy that, just does it for you. you know? Yeah, when the, when the twins were... Because I've got three stepkids, um, and when the twins were younger... We used to be obsessed with um, Call of Duty, um, and yeah. So when the twins come mm. around, we we always play Call of Duty quite a lot. So that's that kind of fallback. We always go back to that, but sometimes it's like the vintage Call of Duties rather than the kind of new ones. So yeah. the one with like Transit on and um, Shadows of Evil, that kind of level, we play that. Um, so yeah, we we normally go back to COD quite a lot because it's the one that we always played besides Guitar Hero when they were kind of. I probably shouldn't say when they were probably too young to be playing Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's almost every person, every gamer's experience of games. Everyone's played a game. I mean, it, it probably from our generation of humans, yeah. we all watched a 15-rated film before we were 15 or an 80-rated film before we were 15. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, same. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, remember, I, I remember getting my dad to go and... Um, when Mortal Kombat came out, because this was it, when, you know, you'd have to go to Blockbuster yeah. Video and rent games and stuff because they were yeah. so expensive. And I remember begging my dad, please go and get me Mortal Kombat from Blockbuster Video. And I remember having it and being like, oh, my God, this is so gruesome. But it was uh, amazing. Yes. <laughs> I, was, I was just about to say, like, I, I have the blood code for the um, Genesis slash Mega Drive Mortal Kombat memorized. It's A B A C A B B in in the uh, rolling text story screen, and then it goes get over here, and all the text goes red, and you're like, ah, now it has blood. This see, even though you have an extra button, Super Nintendo friends, my my version of Mortal Kombat's better because it doesn't have weird Nintendo enforced sweat. It has blood. Uh, you make me want to play it so bad right now. <laughs> uh, MK2 is still the the superior Mortal Kombat game, I think. Mm. We've um yeah we've just delved into um I don't know why Kim um my wife Kim not our guest Kimberly um has uh, wanted to jump into it but I've just redownloaded Street Fighter Five because she suddenly <gasps> went do we own Street Fighter I'm like yes she's like can we play Street Fighter yes we can absolutely mm. but the problem with it is that I've only got one PlayStation Four pad. And one uh, kid's hoary PlayStation 4 pad. And so <laughs> Kim has gone, well, I'll use the normal PlayStation pad because you're better than me. So I'm playing <laughs> currently Street Fighter Five on this tiny little kid's pad, trying to bash back and forward. And actually, Street Fighter Five isn't that good. Oh, no. It's <laughs> not like... 
How old is Street Fighter Five? Uh, 2016, I think it said. Um, not not only not only is it incredibly slow, or it feels incredibly slow. It doesn't feel anywhere near as fast as say like Street Fighter Two Turbo or, or or Street Fighter Three felt when playing it. But two two turbos, the win. Yeah, absolutely. Championship edition. Street Fighter 2 Turbo Championship Edition DX is that a version as well? Like just just throw all the numbers and letters on the end of it. The one that introduced the more new characters like Cammy was Championship Edition. Yeah. Um, this version, the the latest patch that I had to download is Street Fighter 5 puts adverts in just before you jump into a match. So the the load screen will come up and say. This fight, even if you're playing a, a, a local um, two-player fight, yeah. it pops up saying, this fight is sponsored by, and then it hits a splash screen saying, the latest Street Fighter 2022 tournament. I'm like, You've, what? what? <laughs> Where has this come from? I don't understand anymore. What's happened to games? What's going on? You Did you not spend the full amount of money on oh, this? I, I bought it. Yeah, and it ha- probably has character deal. Oh my, they're so greedy. Well, it did. It did give me um, like so. Uh, I played it before the patch had downloaded, and all it presented to me was the like ten stages that came with the game, and then the twelve, maybe sixteen-ish characters that came mm. with the base version. And then a couple of seasons, which I'd picked up, which I'd purchased already. Um, And I think it's upgraded then to whatever Street Fighter V Championship Edition is. Because now the screen shows me like every character that I could possibly get, which is a roster of, you know, like 30 odd, 40 characters. Mm. um, All with little shopping trolley Uh. symbols next to them. And and the same with the stages. There's like four thousand stages that you can play on, but I can only actually pick one of ten. Um, they've just got little shopping trolleys next to them instead. Um, but yeah, this this what? patch downloaded, and suddenly the game's like, buy all of the things, look at all mm. of the things. Here's an advert for some more things. Hey, 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 buy more things. I'm just like, oh, Street Fighter, please. And yeah. it, it kind of feels, to go back to uh, the, the the games that you've been sort of playing, Kimberly, kind of feels like, and I'm glad that it hasn't, but it feels like Battlefront 2 could have almost gone that way. That they threw kind of like so much content in it, because it was maybe a little bit light when it released, and there was yeah, some shit the around the... Yeah, yeah, and there was some, some rubbish around the... Um, the, the loot boxes and things like that, that they try to sort of spin around into a good frame of mind. That so many people were like, oh no, this is a really good product now. Like six months later, like, yeah, absolutely, yeah. this is a really good game now. And lots of people playing it. That you can almost feel like six months after that, that suddenly it turned the other way. That they're like, hey, you like this Hoth map that you've been playing on? Why don't you buy this Endor map? Mm. And it, it, just, it just seems like the kind of thing that EA <laughs> would absolutely do in one of their games. But. I'm surprised yeah. that you there wasn't a you know the the old school beat the car up um test your might version of Street Fighter oh, yeah. bonus level. I'm surprised they haven't got to the point where it's like you can buy different models of car 
<laughs> so it's like you could buy like the fancy like uh, Tesla to beat up, or you could spend double that to get the like Fiat Panda, which will break easier, so you can beat the level quicker. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, games. Brilliant, brilliant. I've got a of my, my dog um, that also looks like Chewbacca. You'll see in a minute. She's moaning at me, so I'm, I'm going to quickly get her. She'll she'll be on the screen in a moment because I can hear her doing her <laughs> Chewbacca is in the background and she'll be interrupting nice. <laughs> nice. that is an impressive set if you're not listening if you're not on the video listeners then you should probably jump on the video just to see the star wars memorabilia that uh, that kimberly also has um yeah i mean that's a very chewy looking dog i know mm. yeah she needs a haircut look no. <laughs> i mean does she she's yeah, you can see her nose. Yeah, that's all you need. That. <laughs> her primary sense organ. Well, I mean, can she see? Uh, yeah, I think she can. Just about. She's haircut <laughs> next week, so she'll, she. I say she'll be happier, but she hates the whole process. So probably not. I do like her when she's got this uh, crazy Chewbacca look, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's good for today. <laughs> <laughs> just cosplay for the today. That's it. That's all. It Did you say cosplay? No, I love because that. that's so clever. No, I thought you said that too, oh, and I really? thought you were like next level punning. Oh no, like, yeah. Oh, I, I said cosplay, but maybe it came out weird. It, yeah, it, it definitely sounded like cosplay. I'm like, oh, that is the best term for like pet cosplay I've ever heard. I absolutely did say that. Yes, yeah. thank you very much. Good. Or pa- Wait, is cosplay better than pause play? Ooh, I think equally is good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, good. Let's <laughs> let's jump in then um, to uh, our next topic. Adol, uh, um, Kimberly mentioned Lego Star Wars. You have been playing Lego Star Wars. I have. Uh, it was give given, your, given to us by the us, publisher. It, yes, it was. Why don't you give us your thoughts on uh, Lego Star Wars? It's pretty good. Cool. Perfect. Don't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't played a Lego. So I used to be. I. I. I oh. I used to be a very bad Steam addict for collecting things. Long-time listeners know I have well over 1,200 games on Steam. I don't even know when the last time I checked. Um, but uh, LEGO games were the ones I, I would always buy, even if it wasn't on sale, versus like weird bundles. Uh, but the last one I played, I sort of stopped after a while because I kind of got a little samey. Mm. Uh, and I, Mar- the LEGO Marvel 1... I uh, I finished, loved it, and then I own the DC one, and then I think I might own another one that came out afterwards, but never played it because that's what I do with games sometimes. Um, but uh, this game is so it's the first one I've played in years, and it is great. It is it it makes me feel like I'm playing how I felt when I originally played them. But of course, it's a modern game. Uh, it, it has. What I like about it is it's full of cutscenes from the movies. You follow the plot. I played a couple, like I've played through episode one and four, mm-hmm. um, just to get a feel for things um, so far. And it, they're not long. The episodes are a few hours each, maybe. Like it's about like five, four or five missions and a couple hub worlds. Um, but the game, what's great is the cutscenes are very much like cutscenes from the movie with a bunch of visual gags which just is how lego games used to be but now you have really talented voice actors doing things oh okay um 
and it just works a it works in a way that I was worried it wouldn't because it could go either way like it really depends on the voice talent and the way they've like chosen to direct the scenes just great um it there's too many things to do in the game is the problem because basically there when I say hub worlds I mean like in between missions you'll be in an area like Moss Eisley and it'll be like an open world you know like couple square miles of map um and you could just follow the little indicators that say here's where the next place in the mission is so super great for kids like there's no like oh it's so bad i'll get lost because there's always this thing that even as you go this way it's like a little yellow circle with like a lightning bolt almost on it and if you go the opposite direction it'll just sort of move behind you like as soon as you turn mm -hmm. around it'll be like this is the direction for the mission ignore me but i'm just going to follow you such that you never can get lost as far as where the mission needs you to be. But there's so many unlocks. And the primary like thing is the glowing blue brick. And it, you'll see people with dialogue options. And like 80% of the time, they'll be like, here's a hint on where a blue brick is. So inner completionist me is like, well, there's no point in going to the mission. There's all these blue bricks to find. <laughs> and sometimes it's like really simple puzzles or break a couple things. Sometimes it's really kind of actually challenging platforming. Um, so it kind of puts you through paces. Occasionally it'll be like, yeah, I can't do this because I don't have the right ability. I, I like Lego games because they want you to come back. But so far, most of it is if you're at the hub world, you could probably find all the gluing blue bricks in the hub world. And then once you start a mission, it basically has a cutscene that's pretty entertaining. Um, and then it's a vague it's, it's an, I like, I'm saying this positively, it's a vague interpretation of the, a chunk of the plot of the film. So one of my favorite levels in the early part of the game is like the second one where you are defending the, the Millennium Falcon from waves of stormtroopers. Mm -hmm. But in the movie, it's like not a thing. Right, they go. They go to the Millennium Falcon. Stormtroopers like run in and shoot three blasters, blasts at them, and they launch. Right, that's how A New Hope happens. In this, it's an entire like multi-tiered fight where you are protecting Chewie, fixing the ship, and you have to find parts that he needs to fix. And it it feels it's it's really well designed and it feels really good because you're you have to be Obi Wan, then Luke, and then you're Luke wearing stormtrooper outfit which doesn't happen until later in the movie but it's again like a nice interpretation there's just like things you can do um and there's also the usual like those mini kits that happen in all the lego games where in the level you'll have to get five of them to and you have to get enough studs and you have to do one other thing and then you'll unlock all the things so and those might have be locked away from power so it's just like a standard lego game in the levels except they're like one of the some of the best design levels I've seen thus far in Lego games, mm. but also that's like half, not even half the game because there's all this hub world stuff and there's comedy in the middle of all this and like there's DLC of all kinds of characters like you can be uh, the Mandalorian and then when you're the Mandalorian, well, who does who comes with the Mandalorian? Well, it's Grogu in a little little bassinet, you know, the little bassinet flying behind you because that's how it works in Star Wars. And so you're like shiny metal-headed Mandalorian and Grogu just paces you the entire time and it's ridiculous, but it's great. Um, so it's, yeah, there's too much to do. I had to force myself for the purposes of reviewing to actually start a couple levels because I was just like, oh, I, I, I want to explore because 
another thing you could do is spend studs on things like multipliers like you used to. Like if you just don't spend any studs and you don't die a bunch a few levels in, you can kind of just buy the times two multiplier within the first three hours, which obviously makes the rest of the game accelerate much quicker. But you can also buy you can so you can explore the world and talk to people and get hints of where one of these blue bricks are. Or you can just spend studs, 10, 20k uh, and it'll tell you the hint, and then you don't have to find the person who's supposed to give you the hint, oh. which is really great, because if you missed an area of the map, there's a way of finding out that, oh, here's a hint, go over here, whatever. Uh, and then the bricks themselves, the blue bricks, unlock a skill tree, which are of the different class... This thing, this is what I'm saying, this is an in intensely deep game that like 90% of the people who play it will not touch the depth because you don't have to really you get through it. I don't think finishing all nine movies will take maxing out anything, but it's got these RPG elements for like, like older gamers and it, but it's not hard. And like I said, some of these other challenges might be harder, but you don't need to do them to progress the game. But it's like Jedi's can like run. You'll get like boosts to sprinting or your force throw, or other things, and there's actually a skill tree, and you navigate the skill tree by spending your blue bricks. And then there's, like, bounty hunters, soldiers, yada, yada. Like, there's, like, you know, 17 different classes, which are the same sort of thing previous LEGO games did, but those weren't called classes. It'd just be, like, the guy who had the power to do this one thing, and you'd have to figure it, that out so you could unlock some puzzle, later, you know, on free play. Here, it's like these ha things have names because you want to upgrade that entire class of people with abilities. And when I say the game is big, I want you to guess how many blue bricks there are in the game. Oh. Nine movies. Four to five missions in hub worlds. Oh. I can feel it. <laughs> I, I feel like, yeah... In the next couple of weeks, something are going to be great. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's it. That's all your time will yeah. be. Sack yeah, off I'm work. Going, sack off eating. Going to be no content. I'm yeah. just going to be playing Lego Star Wars. I, 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 I want. I want a guess from at least Ben. Yeah, I, uh, I'll say one hundred and fifty. Ooh, not quite. No, eleven thousand and thirty-eight. <laughs> I was, I no, 1138. 1138, oh. I think. Sorry, yeah, I not 11,000. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's silly. Thousand. Yeah, sorry. I went factor of 100 when I meant a factor of 10. 11,000 11, would be. Yeah, I mean, that would be <laughs> mental. <laughs> uh, yeah. Even then, 1100 and change is still. Yeah, it's 1138. It's, it's madness, right? And, like, but the, the, what I like is how much of the game there is, but it's not secret. Mm -hmm. So I know this because as soon as you get one blip brick, it'll tell you you've got one of 1138. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, this game big. And then similarly, when you go to a like you, when you you can open up the menu and go on a like a level and it'll be like or a hub world. And it'll be like and scroll down like these are all the hints you're missing. They're just question marks. So, you know, there's like 10 things to get here. Mm hmm. And I think that's really great for like a game you're going to play with either younger gamers or playing with your kids or whatever. You just like if you want to like 100% or you want to search for things, you know, when you're done, which mm -hmm. I think is really important versus like something like Elden Ring, where the whole point is you, you probably will miss things. And like you just like the point is exploring and never knowing. 
but it's a different like style of game and i think for this type of game it's it makes so much sense that there's there's perfect information about what you don't know which is a weird sentence but you get what i mean yeah um yeah, yeah so uh, i really really like it um i i'm struggling like i said for the review i've been struggling because i want to do all of the things because that's how my silly brain works and it's like well no you have to see other parts of this game <laughs> like i spent the first i think six hours of the game after the first mission not playing mission two I mean, he's just like wandering about doing other things and it's like oh i have so many studs because wandering about i just break things etc and it's like oh maybe i should try a mission <laughs> um um, yeah. So you've played episode one and episode four through. Yeah. So originally I was going to do the machete cut, which would be four, five, yep. one, two, three. And then back here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah but um, uh, then I realized ah, I should probably try a different trilogy. That's fair. That's fair. I, um, I'm super curious if it will make me like episode nine. <laughs> um i was gonna ask uh, uh kimberly uh, you you played as you say a few hours of this where have you started I, i'm i'm in the hub right now that's where wait, wait, which which movie did you start with because you can start with one four or seven eight. Well, i did one and then i'm just kind of in the hub now like you said following the markers finding stuff and then i'm going why have i got all these why have i got all these things why have i collected all of this and yeah Kind of just um, wandering, playing around, and then I was like, maybe, maybe um, the last time I played it, I was like, maybe I should go to bed now. I feel like I've been playing this for so long, <laughs> not actually achieved anything. I'm just smashing bricks and like you know building things on top of each other and trying to get onto a different bit and yeah, yeah just um, you know just just uh, changing between characters and just seeing like the phrases they've got or you know I, I guess it's just fun to see all the different characters in it and you know just. Uh, get in on the kind of different vehicles you can get on and you know i just do stupid shit like knock people over and just see what yeah. happens <laughs> oh a gong droid yeah. Like, yeah. yeah just see what happens because there's just people randomly walking around like holding pots and stuff like when you're in oh, there they're, just, oh, they're yeah. asking for it and i said that in <laughs> exactly <laughs> i was like i can get away with this i would never do yeah. this in real life obviously yeah. but you know i was like i'm in here i'm just gonna you know <laughs> the the last couple things I want to mention is um the combat's decent. It's like mm. I think most so sometimes it's platforming, most of the levels are kind of like 3D brawler types, but if you can aim um like stormtroopers you can shoot them in the head and then a couple times and their like helmet will fly off and then mm. a headshot will immediately like they have health bars. But okay. like I if you like consistently aim for the head, you'll blow the helmet off, and then they'll immediate like they'll die off a headshot, which is mm. a nice touch because again, it's like really low stakes because it's like okay, three more shots would have killed them anyway. But it's like a, oh yeah, there's there's some strategy here, um, mm. which obviously you don't get if you like play as a Jedi and just slash them, but you're doing more damage with the lightsaber, so who cares? Um, but yeah, it's it's nice to feel like it's not kind of just I might as well just punch them with with the punch button. Right. some sort of difference in, in in things and then the other thing is there is dog fighting um oh. as in starship battley stuff and yeah. it's i saw that i'm super excited to play yeah. that then <laughs> it's, it's pretty good i mean it's it's no like battlefront 2 2 because <laughs> which is what i call the latest battlefront 2 because one of my favorite star wars games is the original battlefront 2 
Um, which also ha- it's it's closer to Battlefront Two dogfighting than Battlefront Two dog. See, this is the problem. <laughs> I feel like I've not even had a 10% beer, and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's the tanked-up uh, effect, we'll call it. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's really good. Uh, I would definitely recommend it. If you like Star Wars, obviously. If you like Lego games, this yeah. is definitely the best one. Oh, the other thing I have to say is it's fucking gorgeous. Right. Yeah, it's really nice. So the mm. thing is, normally Lego games have, like, Lego bits and the environment. But here, the environment is so well rendered, and but they go a step further. Where on Tatooine, um, you can you can see that the minifigs themselves are dirty sometimes, depending like when it's contextual. Okay, and so it looks like a beat up minifig, not not like the sand troopers who you know have fake dirt on them. Yeah, like like uh, on the printing works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That print, they'll have that printing, but then there'll also be like specks of sand and dirt, as if you were playing with them in a sandbox and left them mm. in overnight. Uh, and they they've captured the reflectiveness of the plastic. Having spent a large amount of my life, including adult times, with Lego, they reflect the reflectiveness of plastic of the ABS is there too. So on, on certain scenes, the people are glistening just a bit because it's a harsh light source. And you're like, yes, because this is a Lego figure. This isn't just we're animating people who look funny. This is like we've thought about a world and plastic people. And like they'll even have that like uh that line where the they've clearly the mold is like yep. added the top of a Lego. You know, on a minifig there's that light, light thin line right where the head starts to taper because it's clearly been two spots on the mold. Some of the scenes you can see that line and you're like, that is such great attention to detail. That you really didn't have to do, but it like just makes this amazing. Uh, and so yeah, the the and then you also have realistic looking rocks and then fake plants that are Lego plants, and it's great because you know I can break that for studs, yes. <laughs> yeah. right? Like, yeah. So it's it's yeah. I had to mention that because it's 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 like on too far. Like they didn't have to make it that pretty, but it really does make it feel like you're playing with Lego. Because that juxtaposition of the the very real looking plastic, and then the very real looking world. Yeah. Anyway, that's I love it. Yeah, it was really really fun so far. Uh, I'm curious if I will say that. I don't know if I can complete a hundred percent. It's almost <laughs> as daunting as Elden Ring when it tells you, look at all these things, like eleven hundred and thirty eight freaking bricks, and I have like in like you, I got maybe like. 13, 14 in my first seven hours kind of thing. It's like, well, this isn't, this is a bad projection. Yeah. Probably got about five. Like, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. And I was like, I'm never, yeah. Now that I know there's that many though, I'm, never, I'm just going to let it go. Just let, yeah. let that go and just enjoy myself while I'm exactly. drinking my beer stuff. That's the way to do it. Definitely. Like oh, I've got, you know, a nice evening to myself. I'll sit down with Lego Star Wars. And then just frustrated, constantly looking for these blue, shiny bricks. Like, no, I should actually just play the rest but, of the game instead, maybe. But this is the danger, because you could just grind studs and buy the hint. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So that's that's my... St- 
Star I like the, Wars, I like the comedy in it, though. That's what I found yeah. like the first time. I was just like, this is really funny. Like, it was more funny than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Yeah, they they nailed the funnier than Lego games have been in a while. Yeah, and it's the it's the like stupid Star Wars in jokes and gags, but also some of the gags are just gags, like that that very early Lego game thing of like, and then there'll be a banana in a thing because it's funny, not because it's contextually makes any sense. Like they've nailed that like a bit absurd or slapstick, but they carry on as if it's nothing. Do you get to the point where, like, because I can imagine, uh, and I can't remember playing the prequel trilogy Star Wars Lego games, but I definitely have. Um, but, like, I always have this image in my head of where, like, Maul cuts Qui-Gon in half, and, like, you can just see, like, the Lego splitting, and then the body, mm. the top of the body just being like, oh, and the legs, like, falling away. Is it that kind of yeah that kind of like yeah like so for for example in a new hope um when you're trying to escape as the droids escape Leia's ship to get into the pod again there's a whole chunk of that level which is Mm. just not in the movie which i think is probably my favorite parts of the movie where it's like or the movie the games levels uh is where it's not just trying to recreate where they've gotten the light tt has gotten the license to kind of expand on a different perspective that's probably my favorite parts of the game when it tries to hew too close to a scene i know it's like oh but like because r2 and c3po wander through the ship trying to figure out how to get to an escape pod but the stormtroopers have already invaded or in the way but also some of them for some strange reason are like one of them's like Take, they're taking breaks like you open a door and it's like oh one of them is taking a shower and he's taking a shower in his boxers but he's also wearing his stormtrooper helmet because you have to know that he's a stormtrooper and then and the next spot you go to there's three of them in a hot tub and you can beat them up although i did find a glitch where they didn't one of them i couldn't reach so it was yeah, awkward. I, I was really like, in the hot tub, but it wasn't having any of it. <laughs> yeah, I was really annoyed. Which, yeah, to be fair, <laughs> it, as droids, it's probably not good for you to try and get in a hot tub. But, but yeah, it's like really silly stuff like that. And like they, like the hot tub is clearly like funnier because you saw the shower. Like it's it's well written comedy, and it really you didn't need to open any of these doors. You could just beeline it. But like if you it, it rewards you for exploration, even if it's not unlockables or whatever because it's mm-hmm. just funny to see a stormtrooper sudsy in boxers wearing a helmet <laughs> nice nice um, i think the lego games have always had that to them haven't they that, that yeah that bit of comedy um uh, uh kimberly just to, to kind of finish us off on this conversation have you played any of the previous lego star wars uh, games I played one on the wii i distinctly mm. remember a long time ago but yeah i don't i feel like i had more fun on this one already in like the first sesh <laughs> yeah, nice. um i just yeah i i feel like they've done an amazing job and it was just really funny and i, I was just like wondering there's just yeah i was just like what the hell am i doing this is massive i didn't actually realize it was going to be so big <laughs> and so i'm excited for session number two now um which hopefully this weekend <laughs> nice, nice it it's- definitely seems like something i have to pick up as a star wars fan as a lego fan but also something that would be quite accessible for my five-year-old to be able to play with me as well 
I, yeah, I would the... say it's much better than uh, Lego Star Wars: The Complete Saga, which is the first two trilogies because it came out in '09, right? And it's very much the old school formula, and it 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 was a. I remember beating that because, of course, I did. Um, and it was the comedy was a little like there just wasn't enough material to make mm. it as okay. tight a game, and the comedy was mostly because they did, this is pre voice acting. So a lot of it is like pantomiming mid scenes and stuff, but it's also much more linear a game, obviously, because it's just a series of levels. Um, and I don't know even if I wanted to feel like nostalgic. I don't think I'd ever go back to any of those because this is this is just more fun. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Nice. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Kim, I, I, I know you were going to uh, also interject there. I was like. <laughs> Is it rude if I open another beer? No, no, not at all. <laughs> like, I well, don't know. We are about to switch episodes. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we're an, we actually yeah we're an hour in. So for our audio listeners, this is it. We're, we're we're at the end of our first episode for this week. For those of you on Twitch, stick around because we're going to launch straight into episode three hundred and twenty-one. But. Just for everybody now, let's have a little recap of the beers that we have, uh, that we've drunk during this previous hour. We'll, we'll jump back to you, Kimberly, for uh, Brave Noise, a beer that you're yeah. involved with. Brave Noise, um, NEPA, so the New England Pale Ale. Um, yeah, if you, if you like a bit of Sabro, because I know it is a it is a hop that divides people, but it is the mm -hmm. hop for me. I like the coconut mm. thing. Um, and you know it's very delicious. It's very Moorish, and I'm going to say that because I helped brew it. <laughs> if, you know, if you buy it, you will be uh, giving money to a good cause, and you know you'll be supporting change in the industry. So go for it, and plus you'll have a can with my face on. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do the plugs. Yeah, yeah of course, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Adol, how about the uh, siren? Whatever the weather, and someone else. Siren and Clapton Craft, it's the whatever the weather. Um, I will. The one thing I just wanted to add is after I got acclimatized to it, the um, sort of almost sickly sweet, the sort of sweet dripping mango faded a little bit and allowed the um, citrus from the mosaic to come out a little more. And so I was getting um, just a lot, a little more um, citrus, not zesty like yours, more like the, 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 fruit but uh think like it's kind of just like navel orange on the way to tangerine though i think that's just the sweetness of the other parts mm. coming through um and i think that made it actually more balanced which i didn't think was possible because it, it it's sort of like it was this sweet and this dank and they were on a teeter-totter and then the citrus emerged and kind of made them meld okay. um so so it actually stitched things together even more rather than them just sort of balancing each other out uh, really tasty, and as a 4.5%, uh, I really had to... I struggled not to th slam it back, and I'm glad I sort of s supped it, because there was just this more interesting taste underneath. If I had just slammed it back, I don't think I would have noticed... Uh, mm. My palate didn't wouldn't have had enough time to notice that citrus coming through that just made it even more enjoyable. Mm. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, so then for me, the Baron. Baron Brewing. Baron Brewing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, hot hands. Um, so that acidity that I got early on disappeared quite quickly, which was nice because that was kind of this this kind of like not quite cloying, but this extra kind of 
mouthfeel flavor i really didn't want in with this mix of very light kind of citrus and tropical fruits um and then as i said this this um very zesty kind of finish that it had and the zest did drop away a little bit with that acidity as well so i imagine the two of them are quite linked in what was presenting um but it it smashed back really quickly really easily um it's a light beer it's i mean it's not 5.2 isn't really light beer but kind of is in the current market um so it was going to smash back really quickly uh, and it did it, it retained its nice citrus notes um it retained a little bit of the zesty notes towards the end uh, but it turned into one of those beers that absolutely had this have been a, a, a hot sunny afternoon this would have been perfect really refreshing it would have gone back much quicker than it had done over the last hour as well um and been one of those beers where you're like i've chugged this in 30 minutes i'll have exactly the same again because it's so easy and it is so crisp and refreshing for that so yeah a, a, a good beer and a, a good first outing for me from baron brewing um they are from Hertfordshire. uh great hallmead buntingford hertfordshire there you go if anyone knows where that is uh. i don't um, <laughs> But I shall look out for some more of them. Um, so for everybody, uh, Kimberly, if they want to uh, follow you over on Instagram or over on Twitter, how do they do that? Um, you can find me uh, Craft Beer Pinup on Instagram and Twitter, and then yeah, pretty much the same. But my handle is a is a weird Kimberly Ember Disco on Twitter, but it still comes up if you search Craft Beer Pinup. It's oh, like nice. a twofold one, but it's basically the backstory. Is it used to be my. Uh, it used to be my blogger name when I used to do music journalism because I liked Simeon Mobile Disco, so I called myself Kimberly Mobile Disco. And it just, <laughs> so that was my kind of like, I guess when WordPress first got big and I mm. used to write for music, online music magazine, that was my uh, my journo name. <laughs> nice. nice. Perfect. Uh, Adol, how do people get a hold of you if they'd like to? Uh, they can find me at The Omniarch. That's T-H-E-O-M-N-I-A-R-C-H on all of the things. Perfect. I'm at Nova underscore 47, and we are at Tanked Up Cast on most of the socials on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, Adol, you do a stream normally on Tuesdays, oh, yeah, so I people do. can watch you play a game as well at uh, Out of Lives Network, which is where we are. Hey, how day? Which is where we are right now. <laughs> um, also over on Twitch, uh, if people, listeners, have a not Wednesday night, which is the night that we're recording on now and have previously done. We're changing it to a Thursday. So we've got a Thursday night, which is like a fancy beer. Fancy listening to someone talk about some games. Then jump on over to Out of Lives Network over on Twitch as well. Uh, there are the places. Go to outoflives.net. Rate and review us on your podcast service of choice because it's always very, very helpful. Um, thank you, Kimberly, for joining us for episode 320. Uh, listeners will be happy to know you're on episode 321 in a minute. As well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitch, Twitch people get you right away, and the <laughs> podcast listeners will have to wait three days. <laughs> <laughs> and also those YouTube people as well. Sorry, uh, yeah. you've got to wait that time. There's a there's a premium <laughs> on these things. Uh, but perfect. Thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, they're the beers that we have drunk. They are the games that we've been playing for episode 320. We shall see you next time. Goodbye. Ciao. 
Bye-bye. www.outoflives.net